Welcome to another daily live webcast called GenCast, the live show that happens every Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern here on YFELive.com. I'm your host, Jennifer Dono, and today's guest is Jacqueline Mullen, and I'm really excited about today's topic because it is Focus Friday. So we're talking about getting back to business basics. With She's got five things for us to focus on when it comes to making sure that we are set up for success. I'm really excited because she's got a boot camp that she's been developing, and she's going to give us just a little sneak peek as to what what it is that she feels like young female entrepreneurs should be focusing on in 2014. So again, I'm your host, Jennifer Dono. Today's episode is episode 48, and it is Focus Friday of the daily live webcast called GenCast. And uh, each Monday through Friday, we have a different theme. So coming up on Monday, it's going to be Members Only Monday. I hope you guys will show up for that. It's 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. If you're watching live, make sure that you check in on the on the chat and introduce yourself. We're also using the hashtag GenCast today. And you're more than welcome to tweet out with me. And I'd love to hear what your thoughts are as we go on. And we discuss five areas to focus on when it comes to building an awesome business foundation. So Jacqueline, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really excited to get talking about this. Business basics is something that I feel like is always a good topic to talk about. Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me. This is such an honor, seriously. So, um, and, and I think what's interesting too is like business basics, they're applicable whether we're starting out or we're established businesses. I've had my business for four years now. And as I was going back through, these are all things that I still need to implement four years into my business. So Absolutely. just remember that, ladies. This isn't just for the startups, this is for those of us that are established too. I love that. So, Jacqueline, you started four years ago, and I got the chance to chat with you over Skype on Monday and hear a little bit about your story. And I loved the evolution of it. Anytime a young female entrepreneur is open to change, to getting started and figuring out what it is that they're doing is always something that excites me. So, share with us a little bit about your startup story. Absolutely. Well, you know, I actually have a bachelor's degree in music, so I always knew that I was going to be involved in entertainment, content creation, um, connecting with an audience. I also have a minor in marketing, so I thought my track was going to be working in the music industry, but I started out in radio um, right out of college, and I loved the grassroots marketing and connecting with people and building a brand and building word of mouth, but I also saw that there was a glass ceiling that you could hit in radio and the financial pay was not that lucrative. So I pivoted and went into HR consulting. And you know, I was on a business development track for a long time, but that performing artist in me was just slowly and surely dying and getting really angry that I wasn't being creative and expressing myself. And about four years ago, like you said, after going through a couple of professional development programs here in Los Angeles, I launched a business. And initially I launched a business as a consultant and taking inspiration from that performing arts background. I've now, I look at entrepreneurship as a dance. So um, two years ago, I started doing a lot of community management with brands. I became this like go-to content creator and, and you know, I was the person if you needed some audience analysis. And while that was like great and fun, I realized I can only do so many, I can only have so many of these clients. So now I'm launching this boot camp for, for female entrepreneurs, whether they're starting out or established based upon everything that I've learned, based upon the mistakes that I've made, the, the things that I've done right. And uh, that will be launching officially in April. It's called U Camp. So... Nice. So I'm excited to talk about this because like you said, you're getting this boot camp going and you're really just establish, establishing right now what it is that you should be talking to young female entrepreneurs, right? So you've put together five business basics for us. And this is something that I requested because a lot of young female entrepreneurs are always asking, I have this awesome idea. People email me all the time and they're like, what should I be doing first? 
And I usually point them in the, and I've said this multiple times on the show, I usually point them to The E-Myth, um, the book uh, by Michael Gerber, I think his name is. That was one of my first ones. I got started in business in 2007, and I think by then it was pretty old too, so it's still an older book. But anyway, still very useful. So uh, Jacqueline, tell us a little bit more. Um, let's. Well, actually, you know what? Let's go ahead and just get started because I want to make sure that we get through all of these. So your first one is to learn to love your numbers. And this is something I feel like I hear a lot, um, but I still don't do. (laughs) It's very, very common for us as women. Um, I think, first of all, we launch businesses because we're passionate about the services that we're providing. And and creating the services and maintaining the services in and of themselves takes a lot of time and energy. So, you know, I've heard this consistently over and over and over again. Oh, I don't look at my numbers. Oh, I don't want to handle my accounting. And that was one thing, especially coming from a business development background, that I absolutely had to do and learn to love to do. And here's the challenge, Jen. Especially when we're starting out, I think a lot of us attach our worth to our numbers. So I think the reason why there's an avoidance is because it makes you feel bad. It makes you feel like you're so far away from where you need to be. You really need to learn to love those numbers. I mean, you're in business to be profitable. You're not in business to necessarily break even. So my old boss used to have this saying, the numbers don't lie. Look at your data frequently. It doesn't matter if you have an accountant or if you have a bookkeeper. I use a program called Outright.com that's free. And that at least allows me to go in on a weekly basis or a monthly basis and take a look at how things are are turning out in terms of profit, in terms of, you know, expenses. The other thing with regard to loving our numbers is as you start to make more money, the tendency is to want to spend more money. But again, profit is really the key here. So I'm not saying you have to look at them every single day and drive yourself crazy, but you should be looking at your numbers at least once a week. And you should be definitely looking at your numbers monthly. And ladies, what we are talking about here is revenue, 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 revenue for sure. So let's move on to point number two. Point number two. Uh, which is uh, the second point that you're getting into is to quit your day job once you have a cash cushion. Now, this is something that everyone, I feel like people are very divided on, right? So there's this this one camp that says you have to be 100% in it in order to, to win it, and the other camp is much more safe. So what do you mean by quit your job once you have a cash cushion? First things first, right? So going back to loving our financials and our numbers, I was able to finally walk away from my full-time job when I had about $10,000 cash saved in the bank. Now that required a lot of discipline on my part. So I had to give up the gym membership. I put off getting a brand new car and having a car payment. I would put myself on a food budget so I wasn't dining out all the time. And I started with $100 a month and then two months in $150 a month bumped it up to 200. And we're talking like back when I was 24 or so. So I had to save for a really, really long time and also work for other people so I could learn and earn. But I knew when the time was right that I had to walk away from the day job, from the nine to five, given my focus, given my energy level, given my ability to really commit 100%. So Some people will still do the side hustle thing, and that's completely fine. My recommendation is dive deep. Dive deep. Just make sure you have the cash cushion. Um, 
you know, again, I'm speaking from four years experience, what I wish I would have done. I went I did the side hustle thing and then went back to working full time and the side hustle thing and went back to working full time. And that doesn't mean that that's wrong, but I wish I just would have taken my cash cushion much sooner and committed 150% to my business. My results would be very different with regard to like where I'm at now versus where I could be. So cash cushion ladies for sure quit the day job no risk no reward we have to start learning to really embrace risk and believe in ourselves embracing risk you said a lot of things in there that i gosh i need to like take notes while people are talking sometimes so anyway the next point is one that i really like because i'm not sure exactly what you're what you're referring to by this but this is something that i really i feel like when i look at your instagram you totally do full out and that is to uh, don't give up your passions talents and hobbies so what do you mean by that well, I think a lot of us, right, growing up had something that we were good at. We had that outlet. We had what we call maybe our God-given talent or, you know, something that we just love to do that whether we were compensated or not for it, we would do it. And a lot of times what happens is when we start our businesses, we become very one-dimensional. So it's all about the business. It's all about servicing the clients. It's all about taking time away from ourselves and giving it to others. And my whole thing is if you're passionate about something, if you love to sing, if you love to dance, if you grew up playing an athletic sport, make sure you carve time out for yourself to do that because that is what will keep you inspired. Having that distraction, if you will, giving that um, you know, inspiration back to yourself, doing something that you truly love. I mean, science has shown that when you, when you sing or dance or even paint, that you produce endorphins in your brain, that, that happiness chemical. That really helps when on the other side of things, you're really stressed out. Um, and I also think that, you know, we talk a lot about personal brand in this day and age and what differentiates us and makes us different. And those hobbies, those passions are those very things that not only differentiate us, but also attract the right people to us, like attracts like. So, you know, if, if you haven't played softball in a while, go giant, j sign up for a softball league. If you love to dance, find a dance class in your area. If you paint, go get, you know, canvas today and paint. Find time each week to pursue your passions and hobbies because it's going to make you a happier person. It's going to make you less stressed and it's going to help you attract the right kind of audience. Well, and that feels really counterintuitive too as an entrepreneur. I want to be able to work, you know, it's I'm that's always on my mind, my numbers, my business, what it is that I'm, you know, my goals are. And so the idea to stop everything and go to a dance class really freaks me out. <laughs> and I don't know if that's a workaholic thing or, or if it is just being a driven entrepreneur, but at the same time, you never regret actually going out and doing those passion projects. You always feel inspired and creative afterwards. So I really like that you brought that up and it's something that you do yourself. If people are following you on Instagram, I can see what it is that, um, what you really love and more about your personal brand. And it is, it really does attract me more to what it is that you're going to talk about on the business side. And I think that's the same thing for um, like Gabrielle Bernstein mm -hmm. um, and a lot of other female entrepreneurs. So your fourth point is that business development is important. Oh, yes. So again, I, I hate to sound like money, 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 because for me, entrepreneurship is about the journey. It's about the person you become. But business, it's all about the Benjamin. So again, I have that strong business development background. What do I wish I would have done four years ago? And what am I continuing to focus on right now for my business? Business development, lead generation and lead nurturing, understanding that you might pick up five clients and you might have five clients for six months. But if you don't have some sort of pipeline going along, when one or two of those clients leave 
for controllable circumstances or un unforeseeable circumstances, you put yourself in a predicament. So, you know, sales are sexy. A lot of women that sales I Sales are sexy. To, See, I'm trying to pick up all, you have so many little cute sayings. <coughs> I need to get all of them. I'll have to rewatch everything. So anyway, I'm sorry for interrupting you. Sales are sexy. Sales are sexy. And I think the problem is salespeople have a very interesting reputation. So one of the paradigms that I'm trying to offer people when we go out and we're in business development mode is that we are problem solvers. Come from that space of you're not selling somebody something they don't need. You are solving a problem for somebody. And why would you not want to solve a problem for, for as many people as possible? So, you know, don't avoid business development. One of Tori Johnson has this like awesome way to tackle this, especially if you're a small business owner or a solopreneur five people a day. Reach out to five people a day. Now here's the thing also, Jen, with business development. They don't necessarily always have to be your customers because you can get business from a lot strategic alliances, from joint venture partners, and from social media influencers, bloggers, PR people, but five people a day, five times a week. This is very feasible. And I did this when I was actually doing business development for a beauty brand. And I would tweet, you know, five beauty brands, uh, I'm sorry, for a beauty site that was similar to Birchbox. I would tweet these five beauty brands or beauty influencers a day, and I would start to build this pipeline up. So we're talking five people a day, five times a week, Four weeks out of the month, that's 100 people. Well, I would actually convert three people into getting on the phone with me and signing up or connecting with me. Then I'd have an additional three people who became leads or we built a relationship with. So we have to be proactive with regard to this because our services and products aren't going to sell themselves. We have to sell them ourselves. Well, and since you're bringing up business development, I actually met someone. Um, he was doing a live webcast with us and his title, he wasn't an owner of the business. Um, he had no equity in it, but he was one of the most important people. He's the one that they send out to talk to the press because his title is business development. And I think that's interesting to even give ourselves that title, even if it's not the one you might put on your business card. Think of yourself as a business developer, just like you said you did business development work with another brand. Uh, so your fifth and last point, um, and this one was a good one. <laughs> Let me see if I can pull this up. Is to quiet your inner critic, turn up your inner cheerleader, which, uh, you know, these are not crazy concepts that you're talking about here, Jacqueline. A lot of us know this, but it is it's going back to being reminded uh, that uh, sometimes that we can be our worst critic. Especially in this day and age where we can see, see what everybody is doing, right? Yes. So there's a lot of perception that's created on the internet. So-and-so has a better website than me. So-and-so was on the meet, was in the news and I wasn't. You, you need to really just give yourself credit for even launching your own endeavor. And I'm glad that you brought up like, yes, this seems like it's such common sense, but we have to understand the way our ego minds work. We have to understand the way habits are formed. So habitually our whole lives, we we are trying to always improve. We're trying to get better grades. We're trying to look better. We're trying to move up the corporate ladder. When do we ever give ourselves praise for what we're doing? So one of the exercises I found to be extremely helpful for me, particularly because I am driven and ambitious and I'll sit there and say, well, I need to do X, Y, and Z, is right at the end of the week, I write down everything that I've done right. I mean, on a daily basis, when you're done, six o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night, write down three things that you're proud of accomplishing that day and on Friday, review them. And that will help you um, get, get less paralysis of analysis, get stuck in the comparison trap and take the focus back to yourself and really be proud of yourself and keep that 
positive vibe and flow going and silence that inner critic. Sometimes we, it's just there and it's inherently there. Like I said, we've grown up with it. So we have to learn to, you know, manage it and balance it. And being your own cheerleader is the best way to do that. Well, and I love that you brought, again, I love that you ended that with the fifth point of the whole critic part because I, and I, the, I'm a little embarrassed by saying this, but I listen to The Secret a lot. I have it on Audible and whenever I feel like I need just a little boost to make sure that my thoughts are aligned with what I actually want, um, I listen to The Secret and this morning, I kid you not, they were talking about the love yourself part and the guy comes on and he says, I love myself every day. I want to give myself kisses because... Um, that's the that's the type of mindset that you have to be in if you want others to treat yourself or treat you the way that you want to be treated. Uh, you have to treat yourself that way. Um, so, you know, that's getting into like the woo-woo part of the whole thing. But I, I think what you talked about was a little bit more practical for those that aren't into the whole secret type of a mentality. So Jacqueline, thank you so much for joining us this morning. And I apologize for the audio issues that we had earlier, but you were such a pro. I mean, you pick 1 p.m. Eastern. I'm your host, Jennifer Dono. Thank you so much for watching live with us or watching later on iTunes or YouTube. On iTunes, we are available in video and audio. The best way to stay on top of everything YFE is putting out is at yfe.me forward slash mailed it. Thanks, everyone, and have a fantastic weekend.